is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. I'm Deborah Howell, and today our guest is Tamara Godfrey, RPSGT-RST, at Long Beach Memorial, a registered polysomnographic and sleep technologist. Bringing more than 27 years of experience in the medical field and 13 years of experience in sleep disorders, Ms. Godfrey specializes in clinical, research, polysomnography, and or PSG, and narcolepsy studies. Welcome, Tamara. Oh, thank you, Deborah. As a sleep technologist, I bet you're everybody's best friend. <laughs> I'm very popular at parties. I bet. <laughs> They're like, listen, can I just get you for a moment over here in the corner? Yes. <laughs> listen, we're all faced with a unique sleep challenge that impacts the entire body. And uh, listeners, if you can think of your body as a chain and sleep disorders as a kink, interrupting your body's natural rhythm, that would be great. So today we'll learn the importance of sleep studies and identifying the kink in your own body's chain. Tamara, what role does sleep play on the body? Well, Deborah, no one would consider letting their smartphone charge for just a few minutes at a time. Right. We we tend to realize more fully how important it is to recharge our electronics to keep up performance than we do our own body. So many of us look at sleep as if it were just another activity like running errands or reading, and we'll squeeze it in when we can. But sleep impacts our total health, how we heal, fight, prevent disease, every system of our body. So treating sleep disorders improves overall health. In the long run, it shortens the time a person will spend in the hospital with other issues, and ultimately it impacts our length of life. So, so, so very important. What risk factors should people be aware of when living with unidentified chronic sleep disorders and ignoring their lack of sleep? There are so many risks involved with not taking care of our sleep health. Poor sleep can challenge each of us in a variety of ways. A silent disease many people don't realize they have is obstructive sleep apnea. Not treating this uh, disorder, it can lead to hypertension, heart disease, stroke, a host of unfavorable consequences, and they're both physical and behavioral. Uh, A person with any undiagnosed sleep disorder may guess their own sleep problem and self-treat based on their self-diagnosis. So if a patient believes they have insomnia when the true issue is something entirely different, uh, they further delay and possibly complicate the treatment that they actually need. So self-diagnosing or ignoring sleep issues can be extremely dangerous. Yeah, you know, a little, what do they say, a little information, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yes. So therein, we get to the part of the show where we talk about what could help us rather than self-diagnosis, and that's sleep studies. How do sleep studies work? Sleep studies today are much more advanced than they were 30 years ago, so a lot of audience uh, members you lost at sleep study. Um, They're certainly more comfortable. Um, You might say they're as different as night and day. In today's sleep center, our patient arrives at 8 p.m. to a hotel-like room, not at all like a sterile hospital room. And we're located off campus where it's quieter and more home-like. Patients wear their own pajamas. They can bring their own pillow from home. Our staff is sensitive and caring and explains each step along the way. Uh, we understand it feels weird. Yeah. Um, a patient having a complete sleep evaluation is monitored in a very thorough way, Deborah. By morning, the technologist has recorded data examining the brain, heart, breathing, movement, uh, body position, snoring, oxygen levels, behavioral issues like sleepwalking. And the sleep stages, meaning we found out normal versus abnormal quality and quantity of sleep. So all of this is achieved by having the patient hooked up to a number of electrodes and monitors. We haven't been able to get rid of that part. And then sleeping for at least six hours. 
So no part of the process is invasive, nothing hurts, and it's all done in an overnight outpatient procedure. Now, people sleep differently. I mean, do they have different sleep patterns from night to night? Yes, they can, and that could be their their sleep disorder. And so what we tell them to do is sleep like you do at home. So if you lay at home in your bed and you lay there for three hours watching the ceiling, we need to see that. So people who are worried that they won't sleep, that may be what we want to see. So the thing is, come and do your best. Do your normal routine. Can I bring my cat with me? (laughs) I get asked that all the time. Uh, I wish Uh, Unfortunately, the guy tomorrow night might be deathly allergic to cats. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. You'll have to have little, you know, fake cats that can curl up next to you, I guess. We do have some stuffed animals for our pediatrician uh, referred patients, so maybe they could use one of those. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Now, how can someone determine if they might benefit from a sleep study? Well, they should always discuss any sleep issue or concern uh, with their physician, especially if they're experiencing excessive daytime sleepiness. You know, struggling to stay awake and alert without nodding off when you don't mean to is a big warning. So if they've been told they snore loudly or choke or have pauses in their breathing, uh, they flail around or act out things, it's time to tell the doctor. A sleep study requires a referral, just like most health evaluations, for, for example, at an MRI. So remember, we're unconscious while experiencing sleep disorders. So listen to those who witness your sleep and believe them because they care about you. Right. Let's talk a little bit about testing options. What are some of the testing options offered by the sleep center? Uh, Depending on the suspected diagnosis, we offer day testing for daytime sleep issues like narcolepsy, which is where people have sleep attacks. Um, We have day testing to determine uh, the ability of drivers or pilots to stay awake and other situations needed to determine if a patient's able to stay awake when they're uh, supposed to. And these tests are usually required by their employers. Um, For sleep issues that occur at night, we offer in-lab testing for any sleep diagnosis out there. We also offer home testing, and that's for obstructive sleep apnea. For any patients who meet the the criteria and the standards, so basically to take a device home for the night, a patient cannot have a history of certain illnesses like heart disease or stroke so that they can properly be monitored in the sleep center if they need to be. Okay, so if you've had a stroke, you'd have to do it in, in-house, in as they say. Yes, it's a requirement of insurance because it's for the patient's safety, and it's a requirement sure. of us. So if you are a generally healthy person and we think you have sleep apnea, likelihood is high that we can send you home with your device. Fantastic news. Now, you've mentioned that sleep challenges everyone. Does that include children? Oh, certainly it does. Children can have a number of uh, sleep-related issues, especially children with other health issues uh, that can be uh, impacted greatly by their sleep. And our center has a reputation of helping the most severely affected children. You know, uh, Deborah, kids require a lot more planning, practicing, and patience to come for a sleep procedure. Sure. Uh, they actually practice before they come. Wow. We have a, a specialist who work with them and their families. And we have specialty staffing in the sleep center for them, and that will ease the process for them and their parents. Uh, we also have pediatric sleep specialist, Dr. Gary Feldman, and all of his incredible knowledge and insight handling every one of our unique uh, pediatric cases. It sounds like you got things covered. How can listeners schedule a sleep study? Well, we try to have uh, convenient choices. We do have two locations for patient testing, Long Beach and Los Alamitos. 
a a physician referral is required to schedule. So once it's received, then our staff will call the patient directly and they can select a time and location preference. Okay, so you go to your doctor, you say, listen, my husband, uh, you know, is waking up, he's choking, he's, you know, having some, you know, I think it might be sleep apnea. You go to your doctor, that doctor then refers them to you, to the sleep center. That is exactly the process. Okay. And don't forget the part where you have to talk your husband into the fact that he does these things. <laughs> That's where video cameras come in. <laughs> That's right. Uh, where can people go to get more information about Long Beach Adult and Pediatric Sleep Center at Long Beach Memorial? Uh, the website is the best way uh, to get information. And anyone interested in more information should visit our website about sleep disorders. And that's memorialcare.org slash lbsleep. LB as in Long Beach. Long Beach. Okay. How many nights do these sleep studies usually last, Tamara? Well, we try to do uh, a sleep study in one night if possible. Now, a sleep study does take... Uh, Two nights if a patient lays there awake all night the first time. That's very rare. I've been doing this since 1999, and I have seen three patients not sleep through the night. Wow. So people just know they're going to come and, and be awake. If a, if a patient has not enough sleep and has apnea, they will have to come for a second night because a, uh, a sleep apnea test is two parts. It's with and without treatment. Okay. But uh, we try our best to do it all in one night. Now, for me, I take a little something. I take, uh-huh. a, I take a, you know, just over-the-counter like a Walgreens, you know, sleep aid, um, and then I take a little melatonin. When you go for the sleep study, you can't take any of that, correct? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Deborah, because you actually can. Oh. What we want you to do in our sleep center is do what you do at your house. So we want to see you, what you're, what you're experiencing at home, we want to experience there. In fact, Sometimes when a patient really, really believes they're not going to sleep in the sleep center, mm-hmm. um, our medical director, Dr. Stephen Brown, he will uh, advise their referring doctor to give them one night of a sleep aid so that they are able to sleep and not have that uh, monkey on their back of sleep, sleep, mm-hmm. sleep. I mean, it's hard to sleep when you're just telling yourself to sleep. Yeah, yeah. and that so It's okay to do it. That doesn't skew the results. It does not, um, not for sleep apnea. Now, sleep apnea is one thing. If, if we're going to test you specifically on insomnia, that doctor is going to refer you without a sleep aid. I see. Okay. So, uh, well, it just gives me cause to say I'm going to give that number out again because there are so many questions. 562-933-8645 for the Sleep Center at Long Beach. Thank you so much, Tamara, for spending some time with us today. It's been so great to have you on the program. Deborah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you. And everybody, to listen to the podcast or for more info, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Have a fantastic day and sleep well tonight.